conversation you ever had with that person? You know, conversations are links. Okay. Let's imagine every conversation to be a tiny metal link. And every time you talk to a stranger, a metal link is formed. And every conversation that you have after that moment, the link gets stronger and stronger. And every day, each one of us meets so many strangers. The grocery guy, the cab guy, maybe the receptionist at a new office you went to. And with every conversation, we build new links. Until finally at the end, Just say 
first word floodgates i truly believe that the first word acts as a floodgate you know once you set the first word everything else just flows so keep it simple a hi a hey a hello and do what every good bowler does just gather the enthusiasm the positivity the energy put on a big smile and say hi with a stranger memorable so how do you do it what's the biggest challenge honestly if we get stuck in the rut of hi hey how are you i'm fine what's going on nothing much same old so tell me what's new there you go 45 seconds down wasted <laughs> right so here's my advice skip the small talk and ask a really personal question Don't be afraid. Trust me. You will be surprised how much people are willing to share if you just ask. So ask any kind of personal question. Maybe um interesting name. How did your parents think of it? Is there a story behind it? Or how long have you lived in this city and do you remember the first day you landed here? You see, answers to those questions are always something unique, always something personal. My favorite one to try is where do you come from and where does your family live? Unfailingly, every single time I sit in a cab, I do this. I ask that question. Where do you come from and where does your family live? Let me tell you a little story. I was coming home one night and um I get into this taxi, open the door, sit down, I say, "Where are you from? Where does your family live?" And the 60-year-old Pakistani cab driver goes on to tell me all about his life in Peshawar. We talk about politics, we talk about music, family, his wife, his farm, and 20 minutes later he is convinced that I am the perfect bride for his 26-year-old college-educated son from Peshawar. And as I'm getting out of the taxi, he's taking out a passport-sized photograph with this look of enthusiasm. <laughs> I have to say it was a very difficult goodbye, but the moral of the story really is what starts with a hello can end with a marriage proposal and that is a warning <laughs> step 3 find the me too's have you ever met someone who starts a conversation like they're starting a debate i'm from delhi i hate delhi yeah nothing kills a conversation like a negative when you meet someone for the first time make an effort to find The one thing that you and that other person might have in common. When you start at that point and then move outward from there, you will find that all of a sudden the conversation becomes a lot easier. And that's because the both of you are suddenly on the same side of something. And that's a really powerful feeling. Now, what could you possibly have in common with a stranger you ask? be anything right you're both in the same place at the same time maybe you're from the same country maybe 
Trust me, that's helpful. Pay a unique compliment. I read somewhere that people will forget what you do and they'll forget what you say, but they will never forget how you made them feel. So be generous and go out and give someone a nice, full compliment. So I have this belief about a compliment immunity meter and it comes from this experience I had when I met this gorgeous supermodel, right? And I look at her and I say, wow, you're beautiful. And there is no reaction on her face. And I think to myself, how? That's when I realized she is immune to the word beautiful. She's probably heard it a hundred thousand times today. And if she's on social media, she's heard it a million times today. There are some words that each of us have developed an immunity to. It could be nice, it could be awesome, it could be cool. Stay away from these. Try and construct a compliment that's unique and genuine. And you don't have to lie. Really. When you look at someone and say, I love how when you smile, it's like your nose smiles and then your eyes smile and your ears smile, even your forehead smiles and suddenly the whole person is just smiling. You see, I hope that's a compliment you're not going to forget for a while. Pay a unique and genuine compliment. Ask for an opinion. All of us have opinions, trust me. And we all want them to be heard and everybody wants validation. So go on and ask for an opinion and that's when you open up a two-way street. That's when the real communication begins and you will be surprised how much you can pick up about a person just by asking their opinion on something pretty generic. Here's a mistake that some people make. They ask your opinion about something really difficult. It feels almost intimidating. If I'm a, in a room full of very well-informed people and someone was to come up to me and say, so what do you think about the way the oil prices have affected the real estate market in Dubai? <laughs> I feel a bit cornered. I feel like I might fail and this is an examination and that's the lesson. Nobody needs to fail at a first-time conversation. Just ask something simple. Keep it generic. How do you like your coffee? When was the last time you watched a movie? What did you think of it? And when somebody gives you their opinion, really listen. Don't listen to reply. Listen to listen. There's a difference. And that brings me to my next point. Be present. I know you've been through this. I know I have. You're pouring your heart out to someone and they're like this. Yeah, yeah, go on, keep talking. I can multitask. What's with the Wi-Fi? <laughs> yeah, when someone's trying to communicate with you, the least you can do is really be in that conversation. Just be wholeheartedly present. Just be there. And oh, my favorite part, make eye contact. Trust me, eye contact is where all the magic happens. You can feel the conversation. And trust me, when you're looking at someone in the eye, nine out of 10 times, they will not dare look away. Right? <laughs> now, if only I could look into the eyes of 1.6 million people, I would not have to worry about you guys tuning out during the ad breaks. That brings me to this.
My favorite point because I think it's got a catchy name. Name place animal thing. <laughs> you remember that game? Remember the little details about a person. Remember their name. It's so important. It's awful when you meet someone for the 18th time and you say, "You must be Paul." No, no, Peter. Uh, something with a P and it ends with. <laughs> It's terrible. Remember someone's name and say it back to them. You have no idea how important you're making them feel, and that's not the only detail. Remember all the other details as well: the places they like to go to, the places they've been to, the places they want to go to, their pets' names, how their pets been feeling lately, the things they like. Remember their children's names. That's such a winner. And remember their wives' names and their girlfriends' names. Just don't mix up the last two because that could be disastrous. <laughs> Remember these little things about people and repeat it back to them. Ask, be genuinely interested, and automatically you kind of become an investor in their well-being. So they feel responsible to you to keep that conversation going. So there we go. Seven amazing ways that you can make conversation with anyone, and seven reasons why you should use the break that's going to come up to talk to a stranger that you don't know. I'm going to end with this this analogy. A conversation is like reading a book. You can turn to any page you want. You can flip to your favorite chapter. You can read as long as you want and you can read what you want and every person trust me is a really good book. And it saddens me so much. that entire human lives are being boiled down to 140 characters and catchy headlines because that's not what we are we are not abridged versions we are entire human stories we deserve more from each other so what are you going to do in this big world that we call the library i mean are we going to walk around and look at the hardbound copies and read the titles or are you going to actually reach for a book open a page and start reading a story